0: Greetings, adventurers, and welcome to the Mike Flares podcast. Coming to you today, huddled around a warm Arcana Forge. I am your host, Martin O'Dwyer, and today with me, as always, is your host, Connor O'Brien. How are we doing today, Connor? Oh, good, buddy. How's things? Good, good. Exciting times, man. Rumors of a new d d book.
1: I heard, yeah. Uh, so I heard it was Dragonlance, and then I heard it wasn't Dragonlance. Yeah. So I don't know what to expect anymore. I
0: saw some rumors of it being, like, Fae-based as well, I think.
1: I would not be against that. I, I, I either would I. I. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I feel like they've ignored fae and fairies and the politics of the various fae courts for far too long. I would love if it was like an adventure book based in that, with a lot of inf- like. I, I'm already jumping in something here. <laughs> I just I, I like when they give you like source material to work with. When just yeah. like here's an adventure, because that's fine. But here's an adventure plus there's like a. A, a chapter or two at the start of the book that explains the sealy and Unsealy courts, yeah. and the various lords, and all that i want, I want that i'd love that expanded upon yeah i think they, they touched on it in mordenkind
0: 's home didn't
1: they uh, I believe Mordenkind had some, but I think they focused more on it was um, i think it might have been the and stuff though yeah, well, I mean like yeah, they did for a little bit um not a lot it was a lot more like what I would consider outer realms mm. whereas uh the the Shadowfell and the Feywild are inner realms that surround the... In, in that cosmology, anyway. Yeah. Uh, but they, I think they focus a little more on the outer realms. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd love if it was fairies. I, there's not enough fey and fairy-based stuff in the base uh, material. Yeah, I think I,
0: think I saw it in, like, Nerd Immersion or something. There might have been, like... I think he put up... I haven't watched it, but I think I saw him, like... I was like, is the new book fey-based? And I was like, oh, that'd be really cool, actually. And, you know, he's second... Uh, he's usually very tapped into it, like. Yeah, and on the ball he's always the first guy out with videos it's real impressive he does great stuff i
1: don't, I don't think he sleeps yeah like he, every, every time i i he'll do a video and he's like it's just him at his computer and he'll be like hey guys up uh and he'll just and he'll just be like it's uh uh two, two eleven minutes past two uh i gotta be up in four hours for a shift or whatever and i'm like how are you going where are yeah. you? And then he has like a at least one kid. I don't know if he has a couple of kids, but he has at least one kid. And I'm just like, and you've kids only oh, I think he's two actually. And i like, you've kids as well. And you do this. You post videos pretty much every day. <laughs> um and not just bullshit thing yeah. spin off. Like it's always solid, interesting content. Um Workhorse of a dude. Uh, yeah Oh man, I I don't know how he does it. I wouldn't I wouldn't be able for it. Yeah,
0: but uh, it's super interesting. And uh, as someone who has a spear of face laying
1: Please. <laughs> yeah, give me a reason to put more Morphe in Martin's path so that he yes. can take them down.
0: Yes, please. Please, please. Cool. Well, yeah, I was desperately good. I'm, I'm doing pretty good as well. Um, But, yeah, just was mostly, that's kind of the big news, I suppose, in D&D at the moment, really. Um, Yeah,
1: all quiet. Um, No new Unearthed Arcana's or anything just yet. We'll probably get one soon, because I know they released one before Christmas. And then what I imagine was their their holiday break, so not a lot then. And then we'll probably get something uh, to to follow up with that um, in January or maybe February. I would imagine Uh, as well. It's usually monthly, isn't it? Yeah, it's
0: usually monthly. And I would imagine as well, if we are coming out with a new book soon, if that has player options in it, or even just like yeah. uh, it, like dm duels cuz do them for dm tools sometimes as well with like traps and stuff. Um that
1: might be not a that might be a kind of smart thing to do. Like but that's I'm what they did who... for the last book. That's what they did for Tashas. Like every nearly everything in Tashas had been out a
0: year prior in in on Earth and got that chance
1: to be like refined. Oh yeah, yeah. what what I mean is like um they may not do like they're, they're not going to do a whole other Tashas slash Yeah, true. No. Not not immediately but, after, yeah yeah not immediately after but what i'm saying is if they did something like um what's the the greek, the greek oh weapon, uh yeah? mythologies of Theros. yes the theros one if they did something like Theros or ravnica mm. uh, they have player options in them oh yeah like the spore druid and the, Didn't the glory uh, Paladin. i was gonna say yeah the other glory yeah that came from yeah theros uh if they if <laughs> if you really want to make money put player options in books and i will buy them even if it's only two <laughs> glasses or two glasses. Um, I will buy the book if it means getting those uh, because I love I don't always play the adventures or I don't always uh, uh, like let's say I don't I, I wouldn't ever run in Theros or Ravnica I don't think mm. but I like reading those things and I especially like when you give me magic items and or oh god the monsters in Theros actually I mean oh and like um, the,
0: the, the divine boon system and the piety system that they have in Theros is so this,
1: cool yeah like if you put it yeah there's there's a lot you can put into it but if they, if they did something like that even if it's like here's a I know they're not doing Dragonlance. Talk yeah. Toxic, let's just say it was Dragonlance, uh, which it, we don't think it is. Um, but if it was, uh, and they were like, oh, it's Dragonlance, and there's a new Wizard subclass, and there's a new Warlock subclass, yeah, uh, I would be like... I'd be like, oh, cool. Well, I want those sunglasses, so I'm gonna buy them.
0: Like, <laughs> I, I'm not a magic player, but like, I picked up Theros immediately just because I love Greek mythology. And as soon as they were like, oh yeah, it's a Greek base, I was like, yeah, cool. I'm already typing in my credit card. We're good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, as soon as that, and then I saw like, so there's some really, really cool stuff, and there's some particularly some of um, they're like legendary tier artifact kind of weapons, and um, there's some yeah. really cool ones tied to the 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 Theros gods. Um, and like, if you're a magic player, it must be like doubled up because i i'm like i haven't played magic in years and years but like i would imagine if any of the stuff that i was super into magic came out in dd i would lose my mind oh no wait sorry they did a collaboration with lee and i did lose my mind so yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: those those three classes were actually only temporary for some reason weren't they yeah and again, I, I, annoyed me because i was like they actually they were cool subclasses they're
0: um it's the same as old archived unearthed unearthed arcana that's archived unearthed arcana is really hard to say uh but it's the same as that uh so what i did was i made three care three characters that are all part that are all like those three things yeah so and i can just if i ever want to use it i can just edit the character
1: if you probably actually if you looked in the homebrew stuff Oh yeah, uh, I think a bunch of people they, did they, just
0: homebrew copies of it too.
1: Yeah, player submit or, or user submitted stuff. You'd probably find ones that were... Yeah, they like were what, really pe- cool. People do it, but I find people always try to put their own spin on it. And I'm like, just be the good person that provides <laughs> me with the base thing. Thank you very much. Yeah. But, no one your yeah. opinion.
0: The the Magic and D&D crossovers have have been pretty cool
1: so far anyway. Like, mm.
0: Any of the stuff that we've gotten over has been interesting. I think wasn't... Was it Ravnica? Ravnica was a... Was it? No, Eberron, Wavefinders Guide to Eberron. Is eberron or ravnica no ravnica is a, What's is a the question I, which one of those is a magic world ravnica is isn't it
1: uh Ra- well i mean Eberron is as well also oh. wait magic the gathering world yes sorry, yeah. I meant, like they're both they're both magical D it's DD. um <laughs> yeah. no sorry there uh is ravnica is a magic world yeah, yeah Eberron is is uh is it just a, a DD thing
0: yeah i knew Eberron was D, but then i questioned with her was like oh. oh shit, no okay never mind <laughs> um but yeah I, I like any any of those crossovers have been cool like there's there's some interesting stuff from um ravnica i think i'm actually using some ravnica stuff in my current campaign um i have an npc with an archer on blade that that's pretty fun
1: oh yeah that's cool
0: yeah she's got an archer on rapier so she can that's give really give herself cool. a little bit of a uh, temporary hit points
1: isn't it it's, uh, yeah. I, I, do you know what? it's really weird i was literally reading this the other night um I, I mean, should uh, I should
0: I should know. I've started out the character, but I just haven't used, her yet. <laughs> used yeah. it yet. Used
1: used it with her yet. Um, the the Watcher Callie, actually the a Theros book has some phenomenal art in it. Yeah, it's like they actually, one, th- one thing they do, which I again I also kind of felt like the base monster manual is lacking. There's not a lot of Celestials, and those that are just various forms of angels. Mm. Um, not all, of them, but some of them they are um, cool, Though,
0: like there's just few. Oh, yeah, just few enough. Of them.
1: And, and actually, the Quattle I want to say are also. Um oh yeah, they're the, like celestial like feathered serpents. Snakes, uh, yeah. they're they're um celestials as well. But uh but there's some really cool celestial stuff in it. Uh and they're all like they all kind of look like um is it Helios, the god used to ride his chariot as yes, it's it's the, the sun across the yeah. yeah, there's a couple that have like chariots or ride these mythical Greek style beasts and they're like demigods mm-hmm. or whatever. It's really, really cool. Um but they're all the art of them is all. It's always them atop a winged lion with a starry sky and clouds <laughs> behind them and a glowing sword. It all, oh, yeah. it, looks, it all oh, looks
0: so good, so cool, so so very cool. Oh, cool! So speaking of cool stuff, which is going to be solid segue there, right? Excellent yeah. segue. <laughs> um, today, Connor, I thought it would be cool to talk about player roles, and I mean to be more precise, I suppose. Um, the ideas of, like, roles you fulfill in the party, either in combat or outside of combat, and the things those roles are good at and bad at, and sort of examples of classes that can fulfill those roles. Um, sort of like an addendum to our chat about um new player stuff and how to get into D&D. Um, so if you if we are just getting into D&D and you're, you're trying to figure out what you want to play, um, if you don't have, like, a gut instinct towards something, um, we're going to kind of give an overview of some of the different roles and kind of what they do and the classes that can fulfill that and then just kind of um have a chat about that and and it hopefully can give um someone out there uh, a bit of guidance if they're trying to create a character
1: yeah Uh, if you guys haven't watched our last week's episode um you should definitely check it out we talk about um how and how you can get into the hobby basically Mm. what are the kind of entry levels uh some of which are free there's options out there you can just start playing for free there's options where you can have a little bit of buy-in there's options where you could be like myself and martin they'd be just utterly crazy people (laughs) spend all their money on this um But there's different levels, uh, and this is, like Martin said, kind of an addendum to that, where we're like, right, now maybe you've bought a couple books and you're starting to play. What character do I play? Mm -hmm. Uh, And this will kind of, I think, fill in on that for for anyone who's wondering.
0: Yeah. Um, And this would be something that um, would be an ideal kind of thing to to read, to watch, or kind of have a, a listen to. Before going into like a session zero where you're all kind of getting together to talk Absolutely. about what you want to yeah. play and characters you want to build and that kind of stuff just to make sure you're on the right foot and you know what you're getting into because I know like I've I have made that mistake before where I, where I picked like a class or a character like I I, I started out monk and I, I just couldn't understand it or I didn't get it or I built it wrong I know I wasn't liking it so I ended up switching to fighter which suited me much better um, so I think if I like having that kind of guidance around then or around what I was making my character at first I think that would've been helpful. So I think it'd be a fun thing to talk about too.
1: Yeah, same. I, I, when I first started, I played uh, Ranger, which worked out fairly well for me because I just wanted to be the Green Arrow. I was watching Arrow (laughs) on CW at the time. So I was like, I just want to be the Green Arrow. Uh, And Ranger worked out pretty well like that. But um, I also like knowing what I know now of the game, I was playing that Ranger so straight and so one dimensional like arrows I just shot arrows at everything. <laughs> if there's a baddie, I shot an arrow. If there's a chandelier, I shot an arrow to knock it. If there's someone fleeing, I shot them in the leg in the leg with an arrow. Like that's all I did. And I feel like knowing what I know now, I'd be like, Oh, I know there's way more that a ranger can do andor mm-hmm. be uh and that you can you can have more roles than just be the guy that makes people the pin cushions. <laughs> oh hell
0: yeah. And um, I think a, a very Joe, I'll I'll leave that what I was about to say. To when we get to one of the player roles we're talking about, because I think it's a good one you yes. bring up because it's unusual. Okay, right. I, I'm interested. Cool. So the first one that like uh, the first one to jumped to my mind when I was thinking of player roles, and it's not even one I play often because it's not super my style, but it's the glass cannon. It's uh, it's one of your traditional ones. It's one that's very appealing to a lot of people. Um, the name glass cannon comes from the fact that you've a really high damage potential, but you cannot take a hit
1: not to yeah, save your very life. Low hit points, low yeah. armor.
0: It, yeah, exactly, exactly. You might have some mitigation options, but overall, you are not the person that needs to be up on the front line where everyone is yeah. swinging axes.
1: It's the kind of thing where if uh if uh, an enemy barbarian or an enemy knight or something like that walks up on you with a great sword, your next move should be to get away as quickly <laughs> as possible because you will not last long.
0: I'm going to introduce two phrases that are key to this class. Um, and it involves a bit of homebrew, but Bonus action, drink a health potion. Action, disengage. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that's that's your key when someone comes up to you with a glass cannon, or if you have any anything that any movement abilities. Um, so glass cannon for me, I thought of um, rogues was was what I thought of, um, and uh, sorcerers for me were the first two I thought of. But I think that's probably just more to do with the classes I've actually played with, um, and have like memories of them doing ridiculous shit. But uh, kind of what comes to the mind for you when you think of like a glass cannon in D and D?
1: Well, yeah, my uh, my mind definitely goes towards spellcasters first mm-hmm. um, because, all, like there is all spellcasters have at the very most a D eight um, hit yeah. die. Uh, Which obviously determines how many hit points you have as you level up. Mm. Um, Like with Wizards being the lowest with a D6, which is crazy, crazy few hit points. The definition
0: Um, of glass cannon there, I think you're fine. Oh my God, yeah. (laughs) Uh,
1: The glassest of cannons. Um, And then Sorcerer and stuff as well. Uh, bard, maybe a little bit, depends how you spectrum, because some bards can wear armor yeah. and stuff like that. I don't think I'd necessarily um,
0: class. I don't, I don't think Bard necessarily has. I suppose it can depend on your subclass, but in general, I don't think Bard necessarily would be the damage output that I would put in Glass Cannon, though.
1: Uh well, no that's fair actually yeah sorry I got caught up on the casters thing <laughs> probably not that uh dru- <laughs> actually, druid
0: a druid for sure although I yeah circular the moon druid though we can just put that can well, be of the moon druid it's, at one point is just unkillable like and it, we all know it's over <laughs> yeah, sir. yeah that's cheating <laughs> this level um, moon druid is is cheats it's not cool yeah well I mean like but what it's what very mean, cool but like you'll break your dungeon master's heart
1: well all all of these we'll say the wizard the sorcerer. The druid mm. uh the three of those i would class as glass cannons they can do absolutely insanely powerful spells to do a high damage output uh, but all three of them have relatively few hit points and typically don't wear armor yeah um now that being said like you said earlier some of them can have ways of like mitigating that um for example uh casting shields casting counter spell um Mer- if you're an wizard, you, you get that i forget what's called the abjuration uh the abjuration shields that you kind of get as an abjuration wizard that's kind of constantly on and it's like a buffer of 10 HP kind mm-hmm. of yeah uh i will see if i can find that now let's find out what's called at least uh arcane wards that's it so you kind of you have a few things there that will give you the ab- ability to shrug that off as well uh, like you said uh the wild shape portion of a druid it's a good way to if you're in your human i say i say human your hum- humanoid form and you take a few hits and you're like oh i've only got 20 hit points left uh great i'll just uh po- I'll, I'll wild shape into a t-rex and then or a giant ape and then i've got 100 and something hit points when you got a giant ape uh so it's a good way to like mitigate that and they're like okay i'm gonna stop casting for a while and i'm just gonna smash things with my giant ape fists that happened in my game last night what, was it mike that did it yeah yeah um... yeah because he used to do it in my campaign as well he's, he's polymorph and he's turned into a giant ape. yeah and you've but like... see
0: in this game he has a he has a fire spirit that doesn't have the immutable form feature that every other Elemental has, so it can be polymorphed.
1: That's so broken. Yeah, that turned into a giant ape fair quick. Oh, ah, oh, see, I-, I warned you about this. I <laughs> told you, when Mike comes into your game as a spellcaster, watch him, he can't be trusted. He'll he'll find these little fucking loopholes. No,
0: I know, I, I... I'm angry at yeah. four <laughs> <laughs> to be, no to be fair it's cool it's opened up a lot of um cool visual stuff because i i i say that even when he polymorphs it narratively it still looks like a fire spirit but like an ape fire spirit that's really cool yeah man. yeah Fuck, yeah and i'm like uh I'm, I'm stealing visual inspiration from all the
1: tailpiece from naruto as well so it's just like oh this is yeah, perfect oh, i'm watching, i i'm i'm getting quite far i'm like 70 episodes 70 something episodes into naruto mode very nice um i'm enjoying it immensely. Yeah. <laughs> But we'll um, we'll, uh, we'll continue with our list. Sorry, who, no, <laughs> that. But yeah. like, yes. um, Once we're
0: finished yeah. this, we'll have an error. Does yeah. um
1: ど- Those are all the the typical glass cannons yeah. I would have gone for, and like you said, they ways of mitigating it, uh, the damage type that they that they totally. take, even though they have very few hit points typically. Yeah. Um, you can mitigate that stuff again. Another thing, like you mentioned, rogue, rogue is not something I would have considered a last cannon, but I'm like that they absolutely are, yeah. especially like same hit die um,
0: as the ones you mentioned as well
1: same hit die they typically have a light armor now again you can go very very high yeah. decks and get a decent armor class oh yeah but you have relatively low hit points but then your sneak attack is your yeah that's the cannon part of the glass cannon you're doing a ton of d6s yeah. in damage
0: and they're given um, a little a few a couple more damage mitigation tools because they are at least have the option of being frontliners um as as yeah. a standard like you'll quite most rogues um will take will take up either the, the, will take up the double daggers like a lot of them will
1: yeah, but you can go um, oh Archer and take oh, a Rapier. Yeah. Oh yes, absolutely. And you can absolutely be a front line as well. And I, I could be wrong, actually. Am I? Mm. If you get,
0: if you get your if you take the right feats and have the right armor and the right mixture of um, fighting style stuff, uh, stuff, you can get a roll like up to any... like twenty armor class in in like light armor. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Oh, like very achievable, achievable, very yeah. achievable. You're particularly um, if any of your gear is magical. Uh, yeah, oh god, don't even get started on that. Um, what do they have here? Just let me double check something. For Rogues? They don't. Okay. I was checking to see if they have a like, shield as a proficiency. They did not. No. Um, oh, well, I think... you, you could pick a race or if you multiclass at all. Yeah. I mean... Some of your sunglasses would give you stuff like that. In, like, a rogue in light armor, right? Mm-hmm. So a studded leather. And then if you manage to get a plus five in your decks, at 17. Multiclass a couple levels into fighter, or get a fighting style. That's another plus one if you take defense and then uh take jewel and wielder
0: then, um and that's a plus one when you've bought your dagger strong yeah
1: or uh, i was going to say if you're going to swashbuckler route again uh take the uh oh, the, there's a feat god my brain is all over there uh the do the, the, is it a duelist feat uh where you can like, you basically use your reaction to add your proficiency bonus i want to say um,
0: uh is that the defense defensive jeweler i think is that called could be because yes. duelist pretty is pretty the easy. dueling is the one where you get plus two damage to attack rolls from uh, uh when use it's a defensive weapon, dueling, yes,
1: yeah. You add your proficiency bonus to your AC as a reaction when you're wielding a finesse weapon, yeah. and nothing else, I believe.
0: Yeah, there are that you so you can get up there and like, yeah. uh, yeah, it is absolutely possible. And like, I think as well with rogues, it is because they tend to be closer to the front lines where they can actually be in like, like a, a frost giant can reach out and just go squish
1: i try, i tend to think of them like I, I always think of combat in like three layers um and like there's front line middle and then back line you know yeah um and i, I always think of rogues as being in the middle totally. uh, because occasionally they're they're going to want to get right up to someone use that that uh that flanking or use the fact that your your paladin or barbarian is close quarters with this creature run up stab and then run away yeah um and get the sneak attack so they're they're like uh, second-line creatures yeah. or, or classes, I should I say. I think
0: you bring up a, a really good point there, and that's in, in terms of like how you want to play your glass cannon. We've we, we talked about like you have a high damage output and you have low survivability. So ideally, you want to be as far away from combat as you can be while still able to uh, output your damage. So if you're a rogue um, and you're using daggers, you're <laughs> unless you're throwing them, um, you're going to need to be right up there, and um, in which case you're going to need to be uh careful, or you're going to need to kind of go in and out, kind of phase in and out of the, of the front lines, like attacking
1: kind of. Um. Yeah, it's it's going to be a case uh, with your with your dash ability yeah. that's pretty doable. It's run in, hit someone, run back. Exactly. Everything. Yeah. Um... With
0: your with your spell casters, then um, I think you want to. I think like the closest you want to get their front to like where the the big where like the front line of the combat is, or um, just in general is like medium range. You want to stay far back. You do You
1: never want to be in that front line.
0: Blast your spells.
1: Yeah, have all your 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 fighter, your paladin, your bard, ha- or oh, your barb. Sorry, yeah. not your bard. Uh, <laughs> have, th- have them all in the front line and have them engaging the enemy that yeah. they're like occupying them and then you're hanging back and you're slinging spells from at a distance absolutely and doing a ton of damage with them even yeah. cantrips at higher levels are multiple d8 or multiple d10s in some cases you know Hell yeah. you can do a ton of damage just by hanging back and
0: i do believe you absolutely on. wrecked lug with a, a 12th level poison spray there a few months ago <laughs>
1: yeah oh yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) tankiest member of our entire party and i was just like oh oh god oh no
1: yeah not against poison so just uh
0: yeah poison into the face that was rough but um yeah that's that's a a perfect example also like a kind of a glass cannon because he you played that whole thing where he was hanging back and letting the big tanky monster come after us and we had to deal with that and then try and deal with him too
1: that was very much his uh his for for context we i had a, a a necromancer uh and he had a flesh golem as his companion and he would send the flesh golem in to engage in close quarters and he would kind of sling spells from behind yeah. that's because i know that he's not nearly as tanky as the flesh golem so i'll let the flesh golem take the hits um uh, also i don't care if the flesh golem dies because <laughs> but i care if the baddie dies i want the baddie to try and survive so that he can live to fight another day or live to taunt you another day
0: mm-hmm. yeah and that's that's sort of like a, i just thought of there because that, that's basically the powerful example of how you want to play your glass cannon is you want to let your you want to let your your more uh like your your uh, your allies with more hit points better armor class um who kind of specialize in that melee up front combat you want your fighters your barbarians your paladins or your, your martial classes you want to yeah. you want to leave them handle the up front and kind of be that meat wall between you and whatever horrible beastie is trying to like tear your insides out
1: yeah it's worth noting actually as well as well as being like the purpose of what we're talking about now is a glass cannon it's someone who doesn't really get into the thick of it but can hang back and and just you know destroy people over a wide range or Mm a wide area um at at a distance uh it's worth noting that whether you're talking about druid uh rogue sorcerer wizard those four we kind of mentioned Um, all of those have other specialty uses as well. Like rogues are very good at picking locks or sneaking Mm -hmm. in and scouting ahead. Um, What's it? Uh, Wizards often have a lot of other... And and sorcerers and uh, druids often have a lot more spells that are not just damaging, but can be like, oh, I need for someone to be smaller to fit through this hole. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can cast enlarge or reduce enlarge and make them this tall so they can walk in through the little little crack or whatever uh druids have healing magic which the other three do not have um and can well depends on class subclass we won't get into that mm-hmm. uh but druids have healing magic so they can also kind of serve as a little bit of a back uh, yeah. a, a back line they're, they're, the they're good healers
0: yeah. they're good healers um as well then um with nope it's gone i had a point there and it's entirely gone it was about the other two sorry oh. <laughs> <laughs> nope that's just not that's just not happening today um, but in that case, I think uh, so. Yeah. In summary, glass cannon—you have high damage output, low, relatively low survivability, hit points, that kind of thing—and you want to try and keep your your enemies at a distance so you can just pepper them with spells and kind of deal damage. And I, like, did, I
1: think the, the four recommendations are mm. your druid, rogue, sorcerer, wizard are kind of the four that yeah, come to mind right? when yeah. I think of glass cannons.
0: I think I, I think and out of all of them, probably the most glass cannon of all is the wizard. Oh, hence.
1: no armor and a d6 hit dice is uh is tough yeah it's very very tough the trade-off I, is
0: you can cast disintegration
1: yeah the trade-off <laughs> is you, you get access to the most amount of spells wizards so yeah. get more spells in their spell list than anyone else so your your versatility is huge but if someone slaps you with a sword <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, like, even even once depending on your level you could yeah. be in trouble so
0: yeah it's a uh the the way the game is built is whatever you're good at there's very much a trade-off for so um with 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 glass cannons you've you have usually have a a wide range of damage options to choose from and can do a serious amount of damage so as a trade-off for that you're 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 not the most survivable. exactly yeah. yeah i think uh what what would what what jumps to your mind when you think about like a player role connor a player
1: role uh something that something i never thought i would play i i like even in video games, I typically play the stealthy, dexy, maybe bow and arrow wielding type. But uh, but someone that I, I never would have thought I'd enjoy playing, and I actually loved it, was playing a tank.
0: Yes, yes! Um,
1: <laughs> tank is so away! I, yeah, I I never I was never a person who was like, I want to be the beefiest uh, person who everyone else attacks, and I'm just going to take it. Um, but when I started playing uh, Aratok... Um, who was a Triton uh, Storm Herald Barbarian? Very true. Um, I tell you, like you get some high off of w- <laughs> wading into a sea of enemies. Um, like I, I played a bit where I was on top of a, a long crenelated wall, uh, and they saw so, like a corridor, and there was just goblins in-, in the dozens coming at me, and they would like they had swords and they were hitting me multiple times, and a good few of the hits went through, but every time the hit would go through, the DM would be like six uh four two uh five two and i'm just halving <laughs> all the damage and it's really really fun to be like like if you want to just be someone who can take a hit and like you know the bit in uh age of ultron where uh it doesn't like uh tony in the hulkbuster suit uh punch the hulk yeah. at one point and the hulk just looks at him spits out some teeth and Tony's like i'm sorry <laughs> yeah and like that Excellent. you're basically the Hulk you can shrug off so much damage when you're a tank yeah. for various reasons but yeah tank is something that's very very fun to play yeah
0: you're with a with a tankier class um you generally exist in the front lines and your job yep. is normally uh to protect to disrupt and um sometimes to crowd control it in terms of like you you might you quite often you'll have something like a like a stun or a fear or um some way to like impede enemy movement or ability as well um yeah classic examples of uh tanks your your fighter your barbarian is the uber tank in D D.
1: oh yeah your barbarian and especially your uh bear totem yes they're they get their their rage ability gives them the ability to be resistant to every type of damage except psychic yeah which if i'm being honest doesn't come up a whole lot so <laughs> it's it's an incredibly yeah beefy tank uh you're taking half damage on everything they're they're a the quintessential tank
0: I, w- I would put the if we're talking about barbed subclasses just briefly i would put the zealot barbarian up there as well because at one point you are literally too angry to die
1: yeah does a thing where if they if they drop to zero hit points as long as they're still raging they will keep on fighting yeah. until their rage ends and then they'll fall unconscious yeah. so they will even with no hit points they'll just keep on going um which is an insane ability, yeah. a really cool ability, but it's insane. I would also put um,
0: um, your your paladins up there. I would put them up there as tanks yes. as well because you can. They're they're kind of your classic D and D tank, almost your sword and board paladin, your your knight yeah. in shining armor with the sheep, big the great shield and the sword. You know,
1: paladins and fighters uh, have a proficiency in all yes um, all armor and weapons, meaning that. Uh, once you kind of get the gold and afford it in game, you can have full plate armor, eighteen armor class. Take a fighting style that is your defense. That's a nineteen, and then we have a shield, maybe a plus three shield, so. <laughs> um, and then you're having twenty plus armor and base. And then, like you actually, that's one thing that you did. I, I stupidly uh-huh. gave you a plus three shield in our previous campaign because I rolled it on a random table mm-hmm. uh, and then decided, you know what, kind of you're going to commit to this. Um, but, like, that gave you 23 armor class as a base. Uh, and then you used to cast uh Spear... Uh, Haste.
0: Uh, uh, Shield of Faith and Haste were the Shield two ones Faith. I cast. And they both boosted my AC. Yeah,
1: yeah you cast... Would well, Shield of Faith that uh, concentration as
0: well? Uh, I would alternate. Because H- yeah. Haste is a third level spell, where Shield of Faith is only a first.
1: But yeah. and both So you, you would two. Shield of Faith, and then that's another plus two. So you would have a base of 25 armor class even when we were in, like, the... 16 17 18 19 levels yeah. uh towards the end and it was absolutely insane am and I- you would you would take it and the thing is even when i'd hit you <laughs> like first of all even at that level a lot of like monsters uh, that you'd be put up against would have plus 10 or more to hit and i was still failing <laughs> to hit you an awful lot of the time uh, uh, i'm sorry i can't keep like, a straight
0: face because i just remember how ridiculous it was
1: yeah it's fun being a tank is fun because it, you're kind of ignoring one of the core components of the game which is like taking damage in <laughs> in a fight it's like yeah. it happens but it doesn't really matter because you, you have so much health uh health and you have you have such high armor that half the attacks will miss you and the half that hit you barely made a dent in you and it's such a power trip oh, to, so great. to be able to do that it's
0: yeah it's like you just nullify it's the great thing about like particularly um with tanks is like you essentially just nullify someone for a round Almost, because like, geez, like I'm just thinking of it, like, Grog from Critical Role. That man would get crit by like some ungodly abomination from like the ninth level of hell, and it would do like, yep. f- it would do like forty points of damage or something like it would hit him hard, and he would just yep. be like, cool. So I'm raging. So that's half to twenty already. Um, Stones adorns. Yeah. Okay, and that's a <laughs> yeah. D12 plus my con. I have five cards So I. Uh, that's another seven cool. I take three damage from your crit. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know, and that I think that is the perfect example of like why it's fun to play at a tank. Like and yeah. you can oh, just yeah. you're just all about making everyone pay attention to you and try and focus on you so that everyone else can do what they want to do. And you just What's
1: that, what's that feat that Ross took? Which one? Uh is a heavy armor master. Yes. It yeah, is, yeah. yeah. Okay, this is like if, okay if you were to read this right and honestly i read this myself uh, and if anyone else reads this first time playing the game you might think uh three points of damage um it's stacks so what this thing does heavy armor master feet while you're wearing heavy armor bludgeoning piercing and slashing damage that you take from a non-magical weapon from non-magical weapons is reduced by three so you take three points off someone hits you with a, with a sword uh, and they do 12 points they do nine points that might only seem like a little bit of health off the top right but again, if you're gonna hit multiple times in a round, that stacks up so so <laughs> fast. Uh, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. And there was a time Ross was playing. Uh, was it Velas? Velas, yeah. His uh, dragonborn yeah. paladin. His red dragonborn paladin was it red. Uh, yes. Red, was yeah. It? He was. Yeah. Yeah. So red dragonborn paladin, uh, and we were in a room, and there was a ton of enemies, and we it was just a big mob. Loads it was. Of us were kind of thrown into. I know the exactly
0: what it was. It was. It was a room of animated armor. Because it was me that and was him, it was me and him went into a room because there was like I think there was a, a like an, a, an axe on it. It was there was an axe on the stand. It was was the my axe axe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was an and axe the, on the stand uh, and we went. Oh. came down. Yeah, and then like Port, Port Collis comes down and there's just suits of armor lining the walls on three sides and we're like no oh, two sides and we're like oh crap. I was like okay we we'll lift this we're strong and we go to lift it and then all the suits of armor just came alive and I was at so I was at one end and he was at the yeah. other and he just walked through the middle of the... at he like yeah. took an opportunity attack. And the DM
1: was even like, okay, you're going to take like five opportunity attacks. He's like, yeah, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> and then he... I think like at least three of them missed. Yeah. And the two that hit him did no damage. Nothing. Because again, he's taken off three points of damage on each one. Yeah. And he just insane. he just walked to get in position, turned around, flame breath. <laughs> that might be the cockiest thing I've ever seen anyone do in D yeah. and D, and I, to this day, I still love it. Oh, it's it one was... of the best things I've ever seen.
0: Oh, it was so perfect. Like, and the fates were just with him that day. And like, that's what you do with a tank is that you just okay, maybe not that, because that's a bit irresponsible. But like, yeah, you just you try. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you'll
1: you'll try this at home now, and yeah. you'll get five immediate crits on you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. um No. uh What your your main duty, your main job, is to stand in front of the squish which is that your glass cannons and your your spellcasters and your healers, and you draw fire from them. And the, your, the main we do is by pissing them off so much by just not going down, and then you hit them really freaking hard back. Yeah. That's kind of tanking in an essence, really. You're, you're the disruptor, the protector, and occasionally the damage.
1: Yeah, all the tanks do, uh, again, not as high as, like, high level spell casting mm. damage but all the tanks do like very very good yeah. so the leader do multiple attacks or their attacks get extra dice of damage on top of it or something like that nearly all of them i uh, well think take, take for example the the storm herald yeah barbarian uh they have a bonus action ability where they can just do either lightning fire or cold damage depending yes. on the storm type you take uh to someone else's bonus action um is it berserker barbarians when they go into their frenzy rage get a bonus, bonus action, action attack. additional attack yeah so it, it they, they do a lot of damage as well but their main thing is i can stand here surrounded by five people and they can keep hitting me with swords and axes and everything else and claws and yeah. i can i can take it though I, I i have so much health and i i'm able to shrug off so much of that health of that damage that it doesn't matter to me and i'll happily take all the hits while my my allies are back there Hell yeah throwing spells and healing me and all that sort of stuff
0: absolutely and that's a great segue into what i think is what i think that we're doing are i think we've accidentally gone in order of sort of the three three of the core but also i would count just some of the most important roles you can play mm-hmm. which is the damage the tank and this one is the healer yes uh an often neglected role um because people for mm-hmm. some people uh and this is something i was guilty of earlier in play early in my career I played dean as well is people just have kind of an aversion to playing the healer and i think it comes from like maybe like video games where your healing character doesn't tend to get to do much other than healing or maybe like armor buff spells but like in yeah. dnd your healers will fuck you up
1: <laughs> oh f- fifth edition uh, uh uh clerics are insane oh my like, they have they can churn out so much health uh, and then as well as that they also get really destructive offensive spells as well i like. have
0: two words inflict wounds
1: inflict wounds yeah exactly is is that does a oh. lot of damage and even like told the dead which mm-hmm. is a cantrip but when that's that levels up that uh told the dead uh, i believe has the effect where if the enemy already has taken some damage instead of rolling d10s you roll d12 yes yes and again that scales up like other cantrips and you're rolling a yeah. bunch of d12s often chronic <laughs> damage which is insane is yeah. is that
0: was, is that 3d12 by level 12 or is
1: that uh, 2d12 at, at 11th level i think would be the It'll be it'll be uh one and then yeah. fifth level two, and then eleventh like, level would be There uh, are there are
0: fourth level spells that don't do that don't roll yeah. stuff that high. Cantrips,
1: are, cantrips are crazy powerful yeah. by in game. Like, you know, you're do you're doing at least like second to third level spells worth of damage. Oh uh, hold on a second. My monitor wants to turn off
0: yeah uh, no problem all good i fixed it
1: but yeah uh
0: you i think yeah. uh, a good thing to to give an idea of as your example so you straight away like probably the best one you brought out there was the cleric and um, particularly the life cleric and um, because they get bonuses and that but healing for healing people because they're specialized in it um, they're pretty crazy. We we mentioned earlier the druid as well. Um, the druid gets access to some really good um healing spells and other kind yeah. of stuff like um greater restoration and lesser restoration as well, where you that can
1: wide of a range. As yeah, oh but still not as good, for good healers, still yeah.
0: Like. Just to you, just to give more examples, um, because you've got the, you've got the cleric, you've got the druid. Um, depending on um certain subclasses, sometimes other what other some unusual healers like uh, your. Uh, your divine soul warlock they get cleric spells so they can actually heal yeah and um, uh, the
1: the celestial sorcerer is it is it celestial warlock divine soul sorcerer
0: sorry that's it yeah it's celestial warlock yeah. and divine soul sorcerer both of them get access to healing spells because they're tied to um, like celestial they, stuff
1: if you wanted to play something that is a uh, that is also would say like a glass cannon like a sorcerer yeah. but then gets a ton of healing play the divine soul yes because they're the only class in the game where you get access to the entire sorcerer spell list and the entire cleric spell list right from yeah. level one, or yeah, level one. It's it, it's absolutely bonkers. It's very
0: cool. The uh, Strix from Crit, no, not not Strix. Uh, no, she, she's uh, the Warlock. Sorry, she's not a uh, sorcerer. She's a Warlock. I Isn't believe, yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's that's the other one. Um, and as well, then um, Paladin, Paladin can cast a bunch yep. of healing spells. You also have a Lay on Hands. Um, on yeah, Hands is such a cool and
1: versatile ability.
0: Hell yeah! Lay on hands. You can neutralize. You can. Uh, you basically get a. You get a. A reserve of hit points that you can expend to do certain things. Uh, obviously to heal, but you can also. Um, you can. Sacrifice five hit points from your total of um your lay on hands and you can just new neut- straight up neutralize any poison as an action, which is crazy. And the good. amount
1: you have is equal to five times your level, which yes. is like by t- by twentieth level you have a hundred hit points just in a pool that you can distribute at will. It's it's
0: very, very useful. And a lot of the times as well, um if you're playing a paladin, you can use that to keep yourself topped up so your allies can focus on healing other people. Um, and it also frees you up to use your healing spells on other people as well, because you you can you can self sustain with your lay on hands, and even if even if you don't use that, you can just go out and straight up use your lay on hands. Like you, it's it's a fantastic way to supplement your healing with your own spells, and then if you run out of spell slots, you still have your lay on hands that you can you can do stuff with.
1: So I wanted to, I wanted to give an honorable mention here for one of my favorite tanky classes that's also a healer. Oh. Excellent. Um, this this the crossover between the, the tank and the healer here. Uh, the Forge Cleric. Yes. You want to play? Oh my god! A, I love healer, the Forge but, Cleric. That's so so cool. So the Forge Cleric, two of the coolest abilities it gets here, right? By six level, we'll say.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, is at first level, you can uh, you gain the ability to imbue a magic uh, into weapon or armor at the end of a long rest. You touch one mod, non-magical suit of armor or simple martial weapon. We- oh, weapon. God oh, damn it, Connor. Use your mouth. Um, until the end of our next long rest, uh, or until you die, the object becomes a magic item, uh, granting a plus one bonus to AC if it's armor or a plus one bonus to attack and damage rolls. So uh, so you get a plus one bonus just when you wake up. You go, you just go, boop, okay, this armor I'm wearing now has a plus one bonus. Uh, and you get to keep that for the rest of the day until the next day where you can decide to do the same thing again, no cost. That's really cool in and of itself. Uh, these are also one of the clerics that get proficiency in heavy armor yes so in later in the game you can purchase plate armor and have 19 and wield a shield and have 21 armor class as a base at six level i knew you we were going to mention this yeah at six level, you gain resistance to fire damage which kind of goes uh part and parcel with the whole forge thing but uh but then while wearing heavy armor you gain a plus one bonus to ac which stacks with your other ability. So at a base, you have twenty-two armor class. Mm-hmm. Then as a cleric, because you have a ton of spells, one of those spells, and I think you get it as part
0: Shield two, of Faith your... is a cleric spell.
1: It's a cleric spell. You yeah. don't get it as part as your four cleric uh, domain spells. But uh, but that's that's one first level spell you can take because gives you a plus two, which means when you wade into combat, <laughs> you have twenty-four armor class at a at sixth level. Yeah, you know, conceivably, like it's really really good and then you have a ton of, uh, of healing spells so that if you do take a hit heal yourself up no problem yeah
0: and that's when your dm starts introducing multiple spell with the spell magic <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah as someone who has played a character with 25 armor class dear god it feels amazing yeah uh, it's really really good yeah um with your healer then the way you want to play a healer is uh again i i would class healers almost like in between the mid row and the back row in that you want to be close enough to, to heal the front row but you want to be away from the center of combat
1: well i would say it can go either way based on the subclass like some of the take for example oh the sorry. of course here. yeah they yeah. get the extra fire damage on a weapon attack yes i mean, uh, I, mean I believe it has to be doesn't it um... i i think that's no, that's,
0: that, that's is that their version of divine strike
1: it is a divine strike yeah so every
0: yeah i think most clerics will get some something similar or when you hit someone with a melee weapon you'll do like an additional die of radiant damage usually i think uh
1: it's yeah it depends on the subclass yeah I, i think actually nature ones get to pick between uh, lightning, that, fire, or cold. Oh, that's very
0: cool. That's very you
1: very cool. I, I, it's not even like at the start of the day. You just pick when you make the hit. Oh, that's really
0: cool. so cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I need great. to I need to read uh, nature
1: cleric again. <laughs> I know, right? But uh, but like, would we'll say some of them have uh very div- so they, they always get a divine strike at level eight. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them get an ability to augment the weapon attack with some additional damage, and the type of damage differs based on the subclass. And then other ones will be like. Uh, if you're, if it's a, like the knowledge cleric, for example, mm-hmm. they get to add their wisdom modifier to the damage done by cantrips. Um, so right, you normally wouldn't add that in, yeah. but you could, you could hit someone with a cantrip and do your, your 3d8 roll or whatever. And then you could, you might just add an extra four or five on top of that based on whatever your wisdom mod is. Uh, and again, that stacks up and that is for free. Hell yeah. So that's kind of the, uh, like th- that kind of dictates... Which is this, you know, subclass meant to be more of a caster or more of um more of a combatant, like a martial character, because clerics do straddle that line a little yeah. bit. And then based on that, you can kind of judge right. If I'm more of the caster sort, I should probably be hanging back in like two or three. Uh th- those two or three rows. But if I'm more of the combatant sort, I can be up close in the fight. Cleric. Yeah, yeah, I can be up close, I can be either the first row or second row. Mm. um which works which is great great because clerics are really versatile like that hell yeah depending on how you want to build them
0: uh yeah and yeah but just in uh i suppose if you are if you are going for that life cleric that classic healer in general it is kind of your your job to like stay out of the fray but uh yeah hell yeah if you're yeah. if you're uh, well, if you're you, playing you,
1: you need to stay standing because if you go down there's no one to get you oh back
0: god up. yeah but like if you're if you're playing like a war cleric uh, like you're given proficiency with martial weapons for a reason my friend pick up a great sword and have a great time
1: yeah yeah totally
0: oh that that's a t-shirt pick up a great sword and have a great time <laughs> 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 on it we're on it um cool yeah but yeah that's that's kind of your classic healer and again like um probably the epitome of the healer in D would be your um your life cleric
1: yeah but again if you want to play yeah. someone who can heal but also serves you Hell know yeah. uh, you want to be a bit more um, marshall and stuff as well play a paladin paladins yes. are, are honestly probably the one of the most versatile classes one of, 5 like.
0: 100 it definitely one of the best design most versatile versatile and i could say from having played a full campaign as one well, one of the most satisfying classes to play
1: oh yeah you uh, do a lot of damage output you do a bit of healing uh you do a bit of tanking got a, they, they really cover a lot of roles a lot of
0: utility as well um, really yeah, a lot fun. of utility as well. um now, I think the next one, which is a good one to talk about, because uh, you had some thoughts about this earlier when we were when we were talking about the software. Um, so I think I might leave you lead off with this, but it's it's uh, it's your your range damage character. So you're you're like you're, you're for, I suppose lack of a better term, your your sharpshooter, your 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 sniper. I'll
1: take a drink. <laughs> I'll be talking for a while. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah. So um. These are definitely your your row three. Um, they'll be your um Range combat in this game can, based on depending on how you play it, can be very, very powerful. um You know, uh, if you play, especially if you play someone who's like again, range kind of fits in. I think with glass cannon a mm-hmm. little bit, but can also be a little bit more on the specialist route, depending who you. It's hard to say, really. See, so, yeah, range can go into a lot of different people. See, so, uh, I suppose you could
0: sorry <laughs> we're doing we're doing this all the time um i'll, I'll just really quickly say what i, I suppose like the def, the difference i would put in it is you can have a like i would never class a fighter as a glass cannon i would never class a ranger as a glass cannon really um because they have yeah, they're a little tankier they've, yeah. they've got the d10 hit die they've, they've, they usually have got heavier armor and can wear armor, and they have more tools to survive. Um, which is why kind of what I was thinking of these is probably like your rangers, your range fighters, um, your gunslingers, in particular.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, if we're talking about that, yeah, they're definitely. I uh, would say you're not going to do as much damage as say. Um,
0: not, as a, sorry, not to like entirely
1: wizard. shit on your parade there. Apologies. <laughs> no, no, you're okay. No, I, honestly, I was kind of. Uh, yeah, so you're not going to do as much damage as the glass cannon. Uh, you're you're doing less damage, but also you yourself are going to have a bit more survivability. Mm. Um, you're going to have slightly better armor class. You're probably going to have proficiency in medium armor, if not heavy in some yes. cases. Like you said, uh, you, so there's absolutely nothing wrong with playing an arcane archer Head, or just playing oh my like, God. a champion who wields a longbow yeah. and wearing plate armor. Range nothing fighters are
0: super effective.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, have it, I, and that's actually one I played for quite a long time for a couple of years. I played uh, a ranger, um, and I know I shit on the ranger class all the time. I know I'm allowed to, right? I lived it. <laughs> um, I've, I've, I've earned. I've earned the right to complain about this. Um, but uh, the ranger, like we said before, has recently been tweaked in Tasha's Cauldron. Um, yes, it's actually, I think it's actually, I also thought ranger had a lot of versatility. It's just a lot of its core abilities fall down pretty hard um, right at the gate. But now that they've given you these alternate abilities, you take those instead or you mix and match, you can make a very, a really cool class that honestly, I would consider playing again. Uh, it's really, really fun playing a ranged character because in some cases the DM forgets you're there, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, which I had the experience of for quite a while. I know I, I attribute some of this to the fact that we bought custom miniatures on hero forge at the time hero forge was using this um transparent or semi transparent uh plastic for their high detail models and i had one of those and everyone else painted their minis and i didn't and i just hadn't gotten around to it but i kind of copped after a while (laughs) that when this mini is sitting on the it's kind of an off-white translucent color it's kind of the same color as the uh wet erase uh 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 hex mat that we were using and i was convinced that when the dm would it would come to the dm's turn and the monster's turn the dm would look at the boy and would flat out i, I was convinced he <laughs> to, forgot i was there he couldn't see my mini and he's going who will i attack who will i attack and he's only seeing the rest of yeah. the team but i i i rolled very high on self um <laughs> but uh but yeah like range characters because they're so far out can like obviously that was a very unique situation yeah uh but because they're so far away usually i mean any short bow long bow is going to put you easily uh like 100 feet out you can comfortably 160 80 feet out and is it worth the dm's time to send a goblin or a hobgoblin or whatever out that far to go and get you when you're probably going to shoot him full of arrows three times before he gets there yeah
0: like that's that's like most creatures can move like 30 to 40 feet like an average yeah, exactly, like yeah. that's that's like three turns worth of movement or even or even worse like that's like at the best it's probably like what 30 feet so yeah two turns worth but that's using your movement yeah. and your action just that's 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 two turns where you spend your entire turn running at this bowman who's going cool yeah. i have a target that gets bigger <laughs> yeah oh yeah it
1: gets bigger and it's just running in a dead straight yeah. line right for me yeah of course i'm gonna fucking fire that guy I, so yeah it's, it can be great like in that case because you get to hang back in the third row without well of range um in, it, if you take like the sharpshooter feet you have better range as well then as long as you can clearly see the enemy and if it's a clear day or the open fields or something like that there's absolutely nothing to say that you can't see an enemy Two hundred feet down the way, mm-hmm. and easily shoot them because that's what Sharp Tutor lets you do with no disadvantage um and you can be like very good. I'm actually worried about our upcoming game because I ha- like I said this earlier on, I realized that I left Gavin, our blood hunter, who is a uh, bow wielder um, he hung back while a couple other people went to investigate something. when they got there, uh an ambush was sprung on them, and now I'm like, oh. Well, they won't be able to get to these other guys oh and that's right they're like 80 feet away and gavin has a longbow <laughs> so gavin's just gonna stay exactly where he is and still be doing damage every single round yeah and i don't care that i'm saying this and he'll he'll listen to this and be like oh that's a great idea connor i'll do that to ruin your game uh <laughs> he's gonna do it anyway he knows what yeah. he's
0: doing. yeah that's i suppose that that's the great thing about range is that if you can abuse your range in that way like yeah you you it's contribute not exactly abuse, it's just yeah just using
1: what you have to your advantage
0: I suppose abuse is, is probably a, a, a bad way to phrase it. I suppose, but I, I, that's a term. It's only pick- abuse when yeah. it's
1: been used against me. But yes, I'm allowed to do it all the time.
0: Yeah, a term I picked up from video games, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, if you can just like properly utilize that range, it's crazy because you can contribute the exact same amount that you would standing right beside the person from like a hundred mm. feet away, and you ain't taking damage. And yeah, there's a spell might reach you, but there aren't that. There aren't, like. There aren't that many monsters with spells that can go like hundred and
1: twenty feet. Like, <laughs> yep, a longbow. Like, a longbow is a D eight. It does the same damage mm-hmm. as a, a longsword up close. Um, like I played when I was playing Vaskeen, who was the the ranger. Um, I'm honest to God, I I genuinely think there was weeks, if not a couple of months, where I would just go without ever being hit. Mm-hmm. I would take no damage because I'd hang back and I just pick people off from a distance. Um, and it's also very satisfying. But there's something kind of just satisfying, and maybe it's just me, I like the whole archery thing, but there's some kind of satisfying about being really far back, and then, like, Legolas-style spotting someone running, and doing the whole, like, I aim at them. I aim where they're going to be, I loose, and then the two of them kind of collide yeah. like that, and you just pick someone off from really far away. It's really cool. It's
0: about. the same reason why, like, uh, if you like playing, if you like playing, like, a sniper in, like, first-person shooter yeah, exactly, games, it's the yeah. exact same thing. It's that. It's exactly like that, except you have way more control over what you do than you would in a first-person shooter game. Uh, and gunslinger uh, yes. falls into
1: that as well. You know, if you're if you're playing a sniper at range like that, or even like it doesn't even have to be eighty, hundred, hundred twenty feet away. You can just play uh, someone who like a, a gunslinger who maybe wields two pistols, and you can kind of still be relatively involved in the fight, um but you can still just be like, I'm going to hang back twenty, thirty feet from the front line, and I want to shoot people from here, and you can do that comfortably without having to be like, I'm going to take a slap of a. Uh, a griffin's second mm-hmm. claws, like you know i'm uh,
0: i'm just actually looking because i have uh i i have an about to be gunslinger in my party at the moment and he's this is correct yeah yeah and um, so it's it's something i'm planning for in my future is having to deal with sniper rifle bullets from long range
1: oh i have a question for you actually shoot so uh I think <laughs> now when you sorry are that going, was unintentional uh, shoot. oh very good <laughs> we're such a funny podcast everyone should subscribe yes
0: do please um... share
1: like subscribe <laughs> praise the algorithm but you so i think now in your campaign i am not in it mm. but I, I hear things we talked about it a lot yeah uh your uh your people or your players i should say have now left uh Lowry, correct
0: oh they're they're yeah, they're they're long gone there now they're yeah. they left and then they had um some downtime and then after that downtime we actually had some players leave and some new players come in which is where mike joined the party so it's, it's right. been it's been about three to three months in game since they've left uh, and then they've been on their current mission for probably the bones of about a month and a half to two months just including travel time because they've been traveling to and from areas a lot um but yeah they're, they're 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 about yeah probably like the bones of two months into their current quest
1: so i was just thinking when it came to Obviously, you're saying that your player is now about about to become a gunslinger. Yeah, his next Um, level he'll hit is Archetype. Has he been using pistols up until now?
0: Yes, he has. He has been, yeah. Um, But he was a swashbuckler, and swashbucklers get um, martial weapons.
1: Oh, well, my, my question was more so how did you handle him using vessels oh, in in Cirith Laure, which is, uh, for those who don't know, a half underwater yes, city um, of Sea And nearly the entirety of that
0: particular arc did take place underwater. Um, I think a lot of the time, if I'm being totally honest, I forgot about it. Because <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> if I move <laughs> my earphones, really would hard
0: because <laughs> <laughs> like you know yourself you're running a game and you're focusing on initiative yeah, and who's next no, and monster abilities and like you'll often forget like oh you know this person's rage should have dropped because they haven't hit anything or this yeah. this thing only lasts for three turns or you know th- i need to make a con save for this person and you know just a lot of the time i kind of when he pulled out a pistol i just went yeah shoot <laughs> but um I think I probably gave some narrative in world reason for it at the time, but as well he um he fa- he has a, a flame tongue dagger, which is like a home brew a homebrew thing I like did. Um which is basically just like a, a flame tongue sword, but shoot down into a dagger size. And uh, he's a big fan of that. So the, that got used an awful lot and he uh, usually would go like flame tongue dagger and a rapier and he would like stab stab.
1: Did that work on the water as well, the flame tongue? Magic flames, Connor. Does it specify that in the item, yeah? Yeah. Oh okay, interesting. But yeah, I suppose <laughs> I that, No, the, I I don't, I don't I don't of know off the top here of, here of my head, but magical things. My train of thought here was guns underwater. And then I immediately went to oh you're gone from Sarah Lower. That's probably for the best, because I know Mike is playing a wildfire through mm. it. And I like, does that mean his his spirit would like appear underwater and immediately snuff out? <laughs> I, I
0: don't think they'd be that cruel. Yeah. <laughs> um I had We've gone completely off off kilter here. Completely but, yeah. off topic. But I had a I had an in world narrative thing where they had a almost like a, a face auger, but it attached to their neck and allowed them to operate this, and, yeah. and move on maneuver underwater without any impediment. Um, so I'd say I, just for sake of people being able to actually use their shit, I I think I would have ignored it even if I didn't write that into the thing saying, you know, it's it the flames cannot be extinguished by non magical means. Fair
1: enough.
0: Cool. Um and then like I suppose the last one is some the last one um I wanted to cover is something uh that we've kind of already covered there's actually two and we've kind of already covered them off a little bit, which would be your blaster and your upfront fighter. Um your blaster is your um spell is your your mage or glass cannon spellcaster that has specifically specialized into like stuff like fireball, disintegrate uh like lightning yeah, bolt, chain wizard is a good one yes it is basically a vacation wizard
1: yeah it's a it's a exact subclass or yeah. like there's a lot of um sorcerers that can do that as well yes um, um storm soul Sor- storm soul the so- storm sorcerer yes um they have a thing where if they cast a spell they can strike someone with electricity within so many feet of them as well. Uh, one second. I'll, you, you go on, I'll, I'll pull it up here.
0: Yeah. Um, that one's good. Uh, I'm DMing one right now The the, uh, the wildfire, uh, druid is an absolutely incredible blaster. Just melts things around it, literally cause you know, often burns it alive. Um, but yeah, those, those are your, your kind of blasters are the ones. You're like usually specialising in like your large area of effects, high damage kind of spells. Like I said, like your fireballs, like your chain lightning, stuff like that. And then as you get into the higher level of stuff like Meteor Swarm, which is just one of my favorite spells in the entire game. Because, oh, God, that's crazy. Um
1: Destructive wave was quite good. Oh,
0: I love destructive wave. Is one of the coolest visually, where you just smack the
1: ground and just like the whole ground like ripples. Uh, it's iron fist when he's in the the office building. Yes, and, he and, and everything just shatters. Around. Yes, the only time uh,
0: that show was cool, and I say this is someone who it, yeah. loves <laughs> iron fist. Oh uh, god! Uh, I was
1: talking here. The storm. The storm sorcerer. Mm-hmm. uh What's it called uh, storm sorcerer? Yeah. Just called Storm, um, it's called Heart of the Storm. It's a 6-level ability. You gain resistance to lightning and thunder, but when you cast a spell of 1st level or higher that deals lightning or thunder damage, magic erupts from you, and then you choose um, if you're causing uh, creatures of your choice, you can see with intent fee to take lightning or thunder damage uh, equal to half your sorcerer level. Um, and that's as many as you want. There's no limit on how many creatures. So if you yeah. wade into a group of enemies, hit them with a uh, I don't know some sort of thunder or lightning spell and then follow up uh, it's just a free action it just happens when you cast yeah. a spell every other creature takes at that level three damage but that will scale up to 10 by the time you 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 cap out which is really cool so you can be a close blaster as well
0: oh hell yeah um and just uh, and just that the way you want to play that is kind of similar to our glass cannon you want to kind of mostly avoid being on the front lines of it and kind of just uh, keep a distance and just blast people and usually your spells will require that as well um some of them anyway stuff like fireball i'm just what i'm thinking of really yeah what's is isn't it that famous meme i didn't ask how big the room was i said i cast fireball yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah you if you're going to be that kind of like um you can be a mid-range blaster mm. as well um where you don't have to be right up on someone but you can be 15 oh, 20 yeah. feet be that comfortably oh, especially if they're engaged with someone else and yeah. you can hit them over your ally's shoulder yeah most range spells have like a range of
0: like 30 feet at least anyway
1: at least, yeah, exactly. Um, so I wouldn't think you'd have any problem being yeah. in that kind of middle range and still, you know, oh, uh, totally. being able to. You can absolutely be a, a very effective blaster. Yeah, but I suppose
0: blaster is probably a little more short range than your glass cannon. Maybe if you want to delineate them that way, I suppose. But I, I would, I guess, I, I suppose, the way I would. I would
1: say blaster is a is a sub a sub uh, variation of, of glass, glass cannon. cannon. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's fair. That's very fair. I suppose, and in a variation, another variation that then would be your caster who has like other spells that like aren't necessarily so focused on the um
1: like aoe area of effects like blow everything up in an area kind of spells Um, uh you can have uh actually well that kind of actually works in a couple levels because it's just as an addendum to you can be like you can be uh if you're we we call it the healer you can more generalize that and call it support yes and play something like an adoration wizard or someone who can cast haste or or um shield of faith i think shield of faith yourself actually but you can cast haste or a bunch of other spells that will buff out you can cast in large i think support is spells. also where Bard is king yes Bard is kind of definitely especially with the, the innate uh, ability to use yes bardic uh, inspiration or bardic inspiration uh Bards are made to be the support class, oh they're yeah. so good
0: and like you can and you can still do a lot of damage and pick up some really in- oh, no. oh yeah and pick up some really interesting stuff um has my camera died for you as well
1: uh you are frozen for me i can hear you oh but, uh, you can yes, still, if you
0: can but, still hear me it's totally fine We, i'll just carry on um you know
1: what you're not, you're not frozen in a really weird like yeah, kind of do or anything like that so i just look like
0: i'm i just i just look like you've said something and i'm just like ah. anyway um technical issues aside which if you're an audio listener you won't have to deal with so it's all good yeah um just one more reason to subscribe to our podcast on spotify indeed um and then like just to cover off your upfront fighter fighter those are ones who are probably a little more damage orientated than your tanks um monks is where i'm thinking here monks and fighters mostly um you could probably fit your rogue in under there as well with stuff like swashbuckler um yeah, and definitely yeah your job is to basically be like a sub tank you are like if if you've got a barb there, who a barbarian there who's being like your primary tank, your your upfront fighter, like your monk or your or your or your fighter, is going to be there, um, as like a supplementary tank. You're not. You're good at you're good at taking hits, and you're good at dishing out damage. So you can probably take a little less damage than the than like say your barbarian or your straight tank, but you'll probably deal maybe like a little bit more or have more damage orientated abilities. Then and I
1: often picture monk and rogue being like. Yeah, if they're frontline monks and rogues, I often picture them being like uh, if the barbarian or fighter or whatever is up close and they have their hands locked with someone yeah. like, and they're grappling them, uh, the monk is going to come in and go kidney shot, kidney shot, kidney shot <laughs> yeah. while that's happening. Um, and the rogue I is behind gonna...
0: shanking the person in the back. <laughs>
1: yeah, and, and, and the rogue is behind It comes out. The rogue comes from like under your arm. <laughs> <Yeah. It's standing.
0: laughs> Scooby Doo style, just
1: out of the side of a tree. Oh. yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> cool cool. but Martin sorry you okay? I'm, I'm going to do my bit now uh, but Martin I need you to respond I can't do that yes that's all the time we have today god that was, <laughs> that was, <laughs> that was uh, that's all the time we have today okay yeah
0: alright Connor um, so where can people find you on the internet
1: uh, people can find me here on the Mike Flares podcast we're on YouTube and on Spotify as well uh, and you can also find me on Twitter at zero point Connor Z E R O P O I N T C O N O R one n it's on the screen.
0: Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, you can find me on uh, Twitter at so sorry it's over, which is down in the bottom right hand corner of the screen. There, um, you can find the podcast on Twitter at the Mike, at Mike Flare's Pod, which is also down in the very bottom right hand corner of the video um and you can find me on uh twitch at uh, twitch.tv slash merch with two r's and you can find me on instagram at uh, art of Mert, um where i do a lot of DD related art um so if you want to check that out uh go ahead and have a look i'd be happy to have you all right uh with that i think it's about time we all said goodbye so it's a goodbye from me and goodbye from Connor. later folks all right folks have a great day and we'll see you this time next week for the mike flares podcast Music